in our daily lives, when we declutter and when we err more on the side of organization, we can just be more effective, we can be more efficient. When I'm surrounded by chaos, it's really hard for me to remember what's important and what my priorities are. It's also like a, a boundaries conversation that you're almost having with yourself. It creates space for what you want. Hello, my friends and people of the internet, or the po- what do we what do we even call this? The pod the podosphere, the podcastosphere. Uh, anyway, people who listen to things on the podcast in the podcast universe, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Oh Hi Self. I'm your host Sandra Possing, um, coach and speaker and resident nerd in the personal development category. And today I thought I would bring you an, another solo episode because it's been a hot second because we've been bringing lots of really cool guests, some of my colleagues and friends and people that I just absolutely adore and look up to. Um, so I thought I'd give you a little bit more of me action today. Hopefully you're cool with that. I'm bringing you a topic today that I've been thinking about a lot lately and that I've been well, that I think about a lot in general, because it is one that's very important to me. But before we go there, let me throw some quick GCI at you since it's been a second. Um, my, my, let's see, my gratitude for today is I'm grateful for counting macros. Um, not something that I'm an expert at. It's something that's new to me for anyone who has no idea what the hell I'm talking about counting macros and all my health coach friends can correct me if I'm wrong here. But my understanding is that counting macros is essentially paying attention to the food you put in your body and keeping track of the number of, um, basically you're counting your protein, your fat, and your carbs as those being the three main macronutrients, micronutrients being more things like vitamins and minerals. Um, Hopefully I said that correctly. But anyway, I have literally in my entire life never paid attention to any of that. I've always just kind of been like a scavenger. I just kind of like eat whatever is convenient, whatever's in front of me, whatever I like. I like generally try to trend towards healthy-ish. We kind of do 80-20 around these parts. I'm very lucky in that I have health coach Chris as my partner in crime, and he's our um, he's our health czar. He is in charge of all the food in our house, so I generally eat pretty healthy by default, but I also love my sweets, and I have a huge sweet tooth, and I love all the things. So um, I've kind of just like gotten away with it, but I realized that because I am trying to be super intentional about you know, everything in my life these days, I thought it could be an interesting experience to, or experiment rather, to be more intentional about what I'm actually putting into my body and to pay attention to it and track it. Um, It's funny because like a month or two, I was, Chris and I would have these conversations about counting macros and things like that. And I basically was talking shit about people who do that. I found myself saying things like, that just sounds so boring and hard. And I feel like it would just take all the joy out of eating. And I'm such a foodie and I love eating. And like, I don't want to sit there and weigh my food. That sounds awful. And um, as one of my favorite mentors, Andrea Crowder, would say, I am allowed to change my mind about anything or anyone at any time. And folks, I did. I changed my mind. I changed my tune completely about the macros thing. And after a few more conversations, I was like, you know what? I want to try it. Um, so I did and I have, and we are in week two. Um, and it's been such an interesting experience so far. I'm not being super strict about it. I realized quickly that counting macros, um, when you, let's say go out to dinner or are eating somewhere where you're not at home and can weigh your food is quite challenging. And so we kind of agreed that like weekends would just be like off the rails, do whatever, but weekdays we would mostly count macros and just, you know, so I'm putting it all into an app called my fitness pal. Some of you I'm sure are familiar. 
And it's just been so fascinating. The main thing I'm trying to do is get enough protein, which for me is 150 grams per day. And even just that small awareness around how much protein I'm eating and especially working on hitting that goal, the closer I get to it, basically the more I prioritize protein, the better I feel and the more energy I have. So very fascinating. Anyway, long side rant there, but I'm grateful for just this whole experiment and I'm looking forward to learning even more and being more aware. My C, I'm celebrating, um, I'm celebrating my birthday. It's my birthday this week. Actually, tomorrow I'm recording this on July 19th. Tomorrow I turn 43 and I'm celebrating that like for the month, but I'm also celebrating just being at a place in my life where I feel very healthy and happy and aligned. Like I basically feel like I've created, designed, created, and intentionally manifested my dream life on a small scale. You know, I have lots of big goals and dreams that I'm nowhere even near, like not even close to, but I'm actively working on. And anything that I'm not actively working on, it's like on hold or down the line for a reason. I'm just, yeah, I feel really stoked. And um, sometimes people give me shit for being so stoked and I'm okay with that. Um, Sometimes people don't believe me that I'm as happy as I am and I'm okay with that too. Um, And like, you know, people can think what they think, but I also am. I'm not pretending to be this happy. I'm not like spiritually bypassing and pretending that I'm positive all the time because also I'm totally not, but I really genuinely am as happy and as positive as I am a lot of the time. And I'm completely imperfect and I have many ups and downs and I'm an incredibly emotional person and I get mad and I get sad and I get angry and I get frustrated and all the things too. I just would say that my baseline, my average is like stoked. Uh, So celebrating all that. And then my intention as I'm reflecting on a lot this week and this, you know, just this milestone of a birthday, I think what feels really compelling is to be very intentionally releasing anything and everything that just doesn't feel aligned, which sometimes those are big things. A lot of the times they're tiny little things and it's the subtle changes that really add up over time, like bit by bit, baby step by baby step, just really being honest with myself about is this in alignment with who, with what I value, what my priorities are, what my, what my core values are with who I want to be, the life I'm wanting to create, how I want to show up in the world, my, my, my impact, all of that. And if it doesn't feel aligned, then how can I course correct? How can I release it? Or how can I change it? Or how can I improve in one way or another? So that's my DCI for today. If you want to share yours, I'm always super stoked to hear yours. So send them to me in any shape or form that you like. I'm on all the things. Okay. Topic for today is decluttering. I am obsessed with decluttering. It's one of my favorite things. I realize I say that a lot of things are my favorite things, but I have a lot of favorite things. I like a lot of stuff. I was thinking about that yesterday. We went and saw the new Mission Impossible in the theater, we go to this theater that has like the bougie uh, recliner chairs. And I was just laying there and I was so fucking happy. You know, like we like snuck our food in, don't tell anyone. And I got my feet up. So my knee is happy. I'm watching this Hollywood movie. If you know me, you know that Hollywood movies are like one of my guilty pleasures. I just love big budget Hollywood. I don't care if they're terrible. I just love them. So I was sitting there super comfortable and just like, ah, oh, I love movies. Uh, but anyway, I love a lot of things. And one of the things I love is decluttering. It probably stems from the fact that one of my absolute core values personally, and also one of my core values in my business is simplicity. I think simplicity is one of the most elegant states of being that we can strive for. 
And I think it applies to many things. I think we can apply it to basically any area of our lives. And so decluttering, the act of decluttering, which I would define as basically releasing, letting go of, getting rid of, I really like the term releasing though, because it kind of, getting rid of sort of implies like, ooh, bad, wrong, make it go away. Whereas releasing is kind of like you're honoring whatever time you had with the thing and that time has ended and it's time to release it so that it can go on to the next thing and you can move on to the next thing. And I think everything around like simplicity and decluttering, um, to me, that's also very related to beauty and order and organization. If you know me, you'll know that I'm I'm pretty anal about having like a clean space, a, a tidy space, an organized space, like possibly a little bit in the OCD direction. I'm not sure. But it just makes my whole everything better. When I feel like my space is tidy, I feel more calm. I feel at peace. I can think more clearly. It just is good for everyone. This also relates to things like automation and optimization and streamlining. So in my business, I'm a huge stickler for anything I can do to automate, I'm going to do it. Anything I can eliminate, I'm going to eliminate. If I can delegate it, if I can like optimize it, streamline it, make it into a template, whatever I can do, I want to basically be as effective as possible using the least amount of effort, but also make it like clean and tidy and beautiful. I'm huge on like user experience and user interface and design and those things too. Anyway, so all of that is kind of part of this like overarching core value of simplicity. But the reason I want to talk about decluttering specifically is because I think it is so incredibly powerful. And I think a lot of us are maybe not leaning into it as much as we could be. And it's just a missed opportunity in a way where we might create a lot of space for more of what we want and less of what we don't want. So before I dig into like some of the benefits of decluttering and also how to do it and areas where we can do it in, I want to touch on like why it can be really hard because I think many of us, well, A, decluttering might not even be on our radar or if it is on our radar, we're like, yes, sounds great, but dot, dot, dot. And we have all these reasons why it's like, uh, well, I can't do it or it's hard or it's not for me. And some of the reasons why I think it might be hard or why we might resist it or why it just like... (laughs) We have the best of intentions, but it just doesn't happen are the following. So one reason could be just habit. Like it's amazing how much we are such creatures of habit. Our brain is doing a million things and it tries its best to be efficient. And so our brain is automating a lot of things. So anything it can turn into a habit, it's going to turn into a habit. And for a lot of us, like, you know, hoarding stuff or being disorganized or just like not cleaning and clearing our space might just be habit. The good news is. If it became a habit, it can also unbecome a habit (laughs) and you can create new habits. It just takes a little awareness, a little, you know, decision and intention, and then some practice and you can totally rewire and reprogram that old habit to be a new habit. I think for some of us, it might just be that like, you know, cleanliness or, or tidiness or organization maybe wasn't modeled for you. If you grew up in a household where it was like chaos and hoarding and just stuff everywhere, then maybe that just feels super normalized. And you've literally never known anything different. So then that could be a reason. Maybe you just didn't have any examples of um, the power and magic of decluttering. Or another more sneaky reason could be the kind of hoarding or clutter could be a way of us subconsciously protecting ourselves. I think if we, you know, depending on how we grew up and what, what our influences and conditioning may have been, that could be a way of just like feeling secure. Like if I have stuff all around me, I feel safe. 
Whereas if I'm just out there in the open, I feel like naked and vulnerable and I don't know what's happening and it's just too unknown. On a side note for a lot of folks, and I see this in people I've worked with, but also in friends and colleagues and people who are like more experts in the kind of um, health and wellness lane or specifically around releasing weight. So people are trying to lose weight. I think a lot of times, you know, you can do all the things, nutrition, exercise, et cetera. And there may be some much deeper underlying things around like protection. I've had colleagues who've shared things like, you know, I was subjected to a lot of sexual and verbal abuse as a young person and, or I, you know, uh, developed at an early age as a woman and all of the attention I received from men was uncomfortable. It was, I was overly sexualized at a young age or I was harassed or I was objectified or whatever it was. And so the only way they could feel safe was to put on extra weight so that they could feel less attractive so they would get less unwanted attention from men. How powerful can that be to recognize that that could be one of the reasons that we're protecting ourselves through eating or through extra weight or whatever it might be, right? That all this stuff can run so deep. Anyway, back to the main topic, decluttering. Another reason could be, and I think I see this one a lot, is just straight up like nostalgia and memories. So maybe you have like rooms full of old photos or old clothes or old books, and it just, you can't imagine giving them away because it would be like, it would be like cutting that person out of your life. Or, you know, if you give away all your, um, you know, your rock and roll t-shirts from college, it would be like you're, you're letting go of that chapter of your life. And so I think a lot of times we energetically and mentally and emotionally hold on to physical stuff that we don't actually need or want anymore, but we don't know how to honor that memory without holding on to the physical reminder of it. Another big one could be guilt. A lot of my clients are guilt, uh, guilt experts. <laughs> they're, they're really, really good at feeling guilty about things. And that could be something like, you know, let's say you've, you've been given lots of gifts over the years from different people for different reasons. And some of them you liked more than others. And some you've never used, but you just literally can't give it away because you feel bad. And you feel like if you give away this gift that you were given, then you are somehow being mean to that person or not appreciated them. And you'll, you'll feel so bad about it. And so there's this like weird sense of obligation or attachment that happens with certain items because it was a gift. And so we feel guilty. So those are just a few of the reasons why it might be hard to do some decluttering despite our best of attention. So if any of those are sounding familiar or are resonant for you, then that could be a good one to just have a look at and be curious about. So if you're someone who's struggled with decluttering, but you're feeling like you might want to do more of it, my invitation to you in this episode is to really be curious and notice like what are some areas that I actually could really benefit from decluttering and like dare to give it a go. If you're already a huge fan, maybe you're like me and you just organize the shit out of everything all the time and you love it and you keep things really tidy, then listen along and maybe celebrate the things that you're already doing well. And then just notice, are there any, any other areas where you might want to declutter anymore or declutter in a different way and how that could benefit you? For anyone who is not familiar, a great resource for this entire topic is the author Marie Kondo. She is the author of the book, hopefully I'll say it, hopefully I'll say it right, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, I believe. It's been a couple of years since I read it, so um, I'm not going to quote anything specifically, but one of the main one of the main concepts from that book that I loved so much, you know, she's got specific techniques around like how to roll up your shirts to fit more things in a tidy way into your <laughs> dresser, that kind of thing. The main concept that I love though is asking yourself the question, when you're holding an item, does it spark joy? 
And that ties back to like the nostalgia thing and the guilt thing. Like, let's say a really well-meaning family member gave you a gift, but you're just like, I'm literally never going to use this. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't need it. But I would feel bad giving it up. And then, so her thing is like, hold it in your hands, really give it your full attention and ask yourself, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't spark joy, it's okay to let it go. And another kind of sub sub concept of that concept is as soon as a gift is given to you, that gift has served its purpose. You have zero obligation to hold on to it. You know, like if I gave you a gift and you were like, eh, probably not going to use it. I wouldn't want you to keep it out of obligation. I would want you to know that I just, it was a gesture and I was trying to be thoughtful and it was, it was a gift to me to give you something. And then if you re-gift it or recycle it or throw it away, that's totally okay. Like part of the joy of gift giving is just allowing yourself to gift something to someone else. And part of the joy of receiving a gift is just allowing yourself to receive it. It's like the energetic exchange. It's the meaning. It's the intention. It's all of that. The actual item itself, like maybe kind of doesn't matter that much sometimes. So yeah. So if you're a Marie Kondo fan, um, I see you, I hear you and let's like nerd out on that together. And if you're not familiar or you haven't checked her out, um, great resource. I believe she also has, or not, I believe I know she has a Netflix special, which I have not watched, but would probably love um, around the same topic. So you can check that out. Okay. Some of the benefits about decluttering, um, I divided these up into both tangible and intangible benefits. If we start with the tangible ones, think about if we're thinking about like decluttering your home, your space, your apartment, your office, whatever it is, like you have a physical, a physical space that has material things in it. So if I'm thinking about my office, I love a clean, open, tidy space. If I was sitting here right now in my office recording this episode and there were like piles of paper everywhere and it was dusty and there was random boxes that I don't even know what's in those boxes and is there anything important? It's like, it's so much, it's like interference in the field. I think some of us are more sensitive to this than others. I am definitely one of those more sensitive people. Um, Shout out to my empaths and my HSPs and any of you who are like, very impacted by your physical surroundings. If you're someone you're like, I don't give a shit. Great. But I think for many of us, when we are able to declutter our physical surroundings, we're able to literally just see better what's in front of us. What's important. What do I need to do? What's relevant? What's not relevant. And all of that with just less interference in the field around you in your visible field, in your energetic field, Tangibly speaking, it's also just easier to find things. You know, if you're like running out the house on your way to an appointment and you need to grab your XYZ, if you have clutter all over your house, you might spend an extra 20 minutes looking for that thing. So it's a way to save time. Um, Maybe a benefit could be that you are living a more eco friendly life if you're tidy and organized because then you're not just buying, you know, the same cheap versions of the same shit over and over because you always lose it because it's always stuck under a pile somewhere. I think when we prioritize decluttering and tidiness and organization and those kinds of things too, we might, t- because we, because we have, you know, there's a little bit of minimalism at play and because we're buying or having or owning fewer items, we might tend to prioritize items that are higher quality, which then will last longer, which then we're buying fewer things, which I think just helps kind of the planet in general. So there's that. I think just in our daily lives, when we declutter and when we err more on the side of organization we can just be more effective. We can be more efficient. Like think about like you're trying to make a meal in your kitchen or you're trying to do something in your office. And if it's a shit show, you're going to be running around like, ah, like just digging through stuff. Like where, I don't even know where that kitchen tool is, but now my steak is burning and I got to put the oven, you know, it's like, 
when there's a lot happening, it's easier to move around in your world in an optimized way when there's, there's fewer things and stuff is organized. So that's kind of like the tangible. And then on the intangible side, which is the side that I think is most interesting and compelling and important is like, I know for me, for example, is just absolute peace of mind when things are organized. When there is like a clean and calm and tidy space, I feel clean, calm and tidy on the inside. It allows me to think more clearly. It allows me to focus on my priorities. It's also like a a boundaries conversation that you're almost having with yourself. Like when I'm surrounded by chaos, it's really hard for me to remember what's important and what my priorities are because there's just so much stuff everywhere. Whereas when I'm decluttered and like everything's simplified and organized, it's really clear to me or it's easier to be clear on and set boundaries around what, what do I want to spend my time and energy on? What are my priorities? What are my main objectives in my life and business? And just focus on those instead of just like being distracted by whatever's coming at us or whatever's just around us. Plus like just looks good. It feels good for anyone who values like aesthetics or design. Everything's just like cleaner and nicer (laughs) when it's tidy. Another thing that Marie Kondo talks about is like respecting and honoring the items. So one thing that really resonated with me when I read her book was that she would come home from the day. Most people would just like toss their purse on the couch or toss it on a hallway table. She was like, I remove everything out of my bag and everything has a place that it lives. And then the next day I put the things I need back in my bag, even if it's exact same things as the day before. And I love that. I think a lot of people would be like, why the hell would you do that? That's unnecessary. For me, that's the same reason why when I get to a hotel room, when we're traveling, even if we're only staying there for one night or two nights, I unpack my entire suitcase. I put all of the clothes and piles in like neat little piles. And I know a lot of you are like the exact opposite and will be like, you are absolutely bananas. Why would you do that to yourself? And if that's not you, no worries. But for those of you who like there, there's something around to me, it's like, it's taking any item that I have and it's like honoring it as if it was a person or as if it has its own consciousness or something and being like, I respect you and thank you. I also think that decluttering is like a way of kind of plugging energy leaks by letting go of stuff that is distracting us or using up bandwidth. It's kind of like defragging your computer. Remember when we had to do that back in the day before Apple computers? It's like, if there's a bunch of random stuff in piles and I don't even know what's there, even if I'm not consciously focusing on those things, some amount of my mental bandwidth is like over there in the corner. Whereas if I'm organized and I kind of know that like is with like and everything, every time I take my keys out, they always go in the key bowl. Then I'm never like running around worrying where my keys are because I just always put them in the same place. So I think we plug energy leaks. We help ourselves feel calm. It's like a way of regulating our nervous systems so that we can efficiently and effectively use our energy and our focus for the things that we actually want to prioritize, which can be different for each of us. All of that being said, little caveat here, like some of us are just wired completely differently. I have some colleagues who I really respect and admire who (laughs) admittedly are like, I'm a total hot mess. That's just who I am. And I've built my life and business around that. And I just want to also fully respect that. We each get to decide to honor like however we are and and however we want to be and we can work on what we want to work on. And we can also just allow and give ourselves permission to be the way we are. So if none of this is you, like just, you know, do your thing. My last and probably favorite reason for why I think decluttering can be so profound is that it 
and this goes more into like the manifestation line of thinking, which is it, it creates space for what you want. So when you are settling for some version of something that's not what you want, it's like that is taking up, like, let's say you just, you want to upgrade your living situation. You're not going to move to a new house, but in your house, you have all like, you know, all your furniture is hand-me-downs. It's all like 15 or 20 years old. It's kind of like musty and dusty. You're not going to go out and buy a brand new, beautiful leather couch and then put it on top of your musty old grandma's couch. You know, like you're going to decide to get the new couch. Yes. But then you still have to take the old couch and move it out of your house. And then you probably want to like sweep the floors and vacuum and mop and stuff before you put the new one in. And I think it's the same reason or the same thing with so many other tangible and intangible parts of our lives is like letting go of the old because we've outgrown it or, or we're kind of that arc or that chapter or that our relationship with that thing has come to an end. It doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. doesn't mean you know, you hate it. It just means like you're, you're good. You're done. And it's time to move on to the next thing. But in order to make space for the next thing, oftentimes we need to let go of the old thing. So if we look at some different potential areas where we can declutter, I think the obvious one is like physical stuff, you know, like getting rid of old books or old clothes or old furniture or kitchen stuff. And that's a great place to start. It's so tangible and it like, you can see the visual effects of it. It's so freaking satisfying, right? And there are also so many other areas. I'm going to try to touch on all the ones I think are important. I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Um, So just do your own version of this if you need to, and let me know if I missed something super obvious. But I want to touch on physical stuff. I want to touch on people, which could be like family, friends, social, dating. I want to touch on time and, you know, commitments, like events, habits, the things that we use that we do to take up our time. I want to touch on our bodies. So health and wellness types of things. Um, our digital world, like what we spend our time and energy consuming or creating. And then I also want to touch on money, the, our financial decluttering. So if I go through each of these briefly, like thinking about these in terms of kind of what are some examples and what are some of the benefits of decluttering? If we look at physical stuff first, it's, it's a lot of what we kind of already talked about in the, in this whole intro thing, right? Like Marie Kondo style decluttering, it's like releasing books or clothes, kitchen appliances, um, old letters, old photos, anything that's a physical item, material item that you own or that you currently have, like, can you let go of it? What would it give you to let go of it? And this is again, where it like, I think it's about respecting the item, but not holding on to it longer than it needs to. Like I remember very specifically, one of my big decluttering chapters, it was the end of 2011. I think I was living in a tiny little studio in the Marina in San Francisco. And I was going through this kind of big up level across the board. And I started going through my closet and I realized I'm like, I have all of these tank tops from college and I'm probably not going to wear them anytime soon, but I felt like I couldn't let them go because somehow, somehow I was like throwing away the version of me who I had been during college. And then I was like, no, you know what? Fuck that. Like I will take a photo of this tank top if it has nostalgic value for me. And then I will always have the photo, but I don't need to actually have this tank top that I'm not going to wear anymore. So let me give it to Goodwill or some other secondhand shop where somebody else can enjoy it or I'll throw it away, recycle it, whatever. And then I have space for something new. And then I'm also not clinging to some old identity that doesn't actually feel like me anymore. And that was so liberating to just go through many iterations of that. So decluttering the physical stuff, it gives us room to up-level. It's kind of like a message to ourselves, I think, too, in the world or the universe or whatever it is you want to send a message to. It's like about what's important to you and what you value. 
again, kind of to touch on like, you know, the more that we go a little bit minimalist and simplify things, the more we might be really choosy about the items we have. So if you have a closet full of random shit that you never wear, you might have all sorts of different things in there. But if you minimize down to items that you really like, really only items that you actually use and that you love, you are probably likely to choose things that are a little bit more maybe higher quality or that are eco-friendly or that are just super intentional. Like they're your style. They're not some random hand-me-down that you're like, eh. So maybe there's less waste. It's a little more eco-friendly or if nothing else, it's just more authentic to you. And that's where I think we can start to really honor things like design and simplicity. And like, for me, it's so important to be in a space that is both like bright and fresh, but also warm and inviting, but like simple and has like a nice design to it. And that could go for my office. It could go for the house where I'm entertaining friends and family. It could go for my closet. It could go for anything, any, any space that I'm in. And it's such an opportunity to be really intentional about what kind of energy do I want to have around me based on the items that I have in my space. So that's the physical stuff. And then we go into the people side of things, which can be really, really tricky because I think we feel all sorts of weird, twisted stuff around our conditioning and our family and obligation and resentment and assumptions. But what I love about decluttering when it comes to people, and, and I, I want to be really clear that I'm not belittling people or relationships in any shape or form. I'm not saying any person is less valuable or anything like that. I'm just saying you as like a sovereign being who's taking radical responsibility for your life, you get to choose who you spend your time with, how you spend your time with those people. You get to set your boundaries. You get to decide what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. You are not obligated to spend any time with anyone that you don't want to. And I know that's really, really hard when it comes to things like family. You know, maybe family is one of your top values and you really honor and value family and your family's super hard for you to be around because there's a lot of trauma or there's a lot of, um, you know, toxicity or there's people who don't listen or don't respect. And so my take there is like, you get to do what you need to do to feel safe and feel okay and put on your own oxygen mask first. And you can still absolutely love the shit out of your family members from afar if you need to. You know, sometimes it's so extreme that you need to cut them out of your life. And if so, that's okay. Sometimes you need to just spend less time with people. Sometimes you want to spend lots of time with them, but you want to be really clear about your boundaries. Maybe it could, you know, a simple example would be like, you know, uh, hey, mom and dad, I really want to, you know, do this weekly dinner with you. But I'm only willing to meet in person for dinner if we don't talk about politics or if you are willing to respect my request that you don't um, give me unsolicited advice about how I'm parenting. You know, it's like you are always allowed to make requests. Not everyone will like your request. Not everyone will like your boundaries. Oftentimes the people who protest the most to your boundaries are the ones who were benefiting from your lack of boundaries. You know, and if they can't respect a boundary, then that's when you can spend some time away or whatever it might be. But I think a lot of us are afraid to set boundaries because we're like, oh, it's family and I'm just supposed to tolerate them. Like, no, fuck that. You don't have to tolerate anything you don't want to tolerate. It's your time. It's your body. It's your life. You get to choose. And it's okay if it pisses someone off. Or maybe you are, you know, family's all good, but you're realizing and you have a group of friends and that's fine and it's fun, but you're like, I'm, I'm lacking spending time with more people who are focused on similar things that I'm focused on. Like, let's say you are an entrepreneur and you're craving spending time with other really hungry entrepreneurs who are hustling and who are building things and who are being innovative and who are just doing like cool industry disrupting stuff. 
but you spend all your time with family and friends who work totally traditional nine to five jobs who like don't really get it and they're not pushing you. And then it's up to you to maybe turn, you know, spend a little bit less of time with those family and friends and then find a way to spend more time with people who are going to push you and grow you and who you can kind of like get into battle with. I think so much of the time, a lot of our energetic leaks come from the ways that we're spending time with the people we're spending time with. A lot of it can be a lack of um, clear and honest and direct communication. A lot of it is we spend a bunch of time worrying about things, but we're not actually doing about it. We spend time worrying about what people are going to think. We spend time worrying about how someone's going to respond. We spend time wishing somebody was different, but we don't actually do anything about it. And my invitation there for all of us is like, if you want something to be different, just do your best to get to the point where you can start making those requests, saying no when you mean no, saying yes when you mean yes, asking for what you need. And like, if I mean, the people who want to support you and who want to lift you up and join you in the process, like ideally they will figure out how to support you in a way that you want to be supported in a way that's also okay with them. So it's like looking at the time you're spending with whoever you're spending it with and being really honest about like, is this what I want? And if not, what do I want instead? Where can I course correct? Um, some just examples off the top of my head could be things like, let's say someone is recently sober or is trying to like party less and really focus on a healthy lifestyle. And yet 90% of the people they have always hung out with are in party mode and no one is working out or making healthy choices. It might behoove them to spend more time finding new people and, you know, meeting new people at a gym or joining a running club or joining a, I don't know, pickleball group or something. Or let's say you, you're just hanging out with the same group you've hung out with since high school or something. And they all get together and just, um, watch old movies all the time. And you're like, it's fine, but I want to be doing something different. I want to be learning new things. I want to be traveling. I want to be surfing or something. And you just keep defaulting to the old thing because it's what your friends do. So that would be a great opportunity to step out of the comfort zone, go find some new people who are doing the kinds of things that you want to spend time on. Another area that we can declutter is time. So think of your calendar. Think about the events you go to. Think about the things that you're committed to. Think about your habits. Like what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? What are you doing on a weekly basis? What are you doing on a monthly basis? Maybe you're stoked about how you spend your time and that's great. Or maybe you're like, you know, actually I spend a lot of my time watching TV or I spend a lot of my time scrolling Instagram. I spend a lot of my time watching the news and feeling shitty. Or I spend a lot of my time just sitting at home, staring at my computer, just working because I don't know what else to do. And there again, it's like, you are in charge of how you spend your time. Obviously you have some obligations that you at least feel like you must do. And again, here, it's like you have the choice to, you technically always have a choice. (laughs) Some things, if you choose not to do them, will have a quite large consequence. You have to be willing to face the consequences and take responsibility for the impact of whatever you choose to do or choose not to do. But really, truly, we have so much more power than we realize. And so many of us just default to whatever the fuck we've been defaulting to forever. And then we complain about why we're not or why we're so bored and why we're not engaged and why we're not motivated. And it's like, well, have you looked at what you're spending your time on? And then if we actually get honest and look at what we're spending our time on, a lot of times it's like, no wonder I'm doing things I'm bored with. I'm doing things I don't care about. I'm doing nothing that I'm passionate about. Or I'm saying yes, if you're a people pleaser like me, it would be really easy to just say yes to things that other people around you 
who have stronger personalities want to do and completely neglect the things that you actually want to do. So the opportunity there, I think, is just to get really brutally honest with how do you actually want to spend your time? Do a little less, declutter a little bit in areas that aren't feeling that exciting and do a little bit more leaning into the areas that do. And so much of what's so nice about releasing the stuff that it's like meh is it just creates space for what's new. Like, again, going back to my kind of like 2011 decluttering bonanza (laughs) that I was in, it was the end of 2011. And I looked around in my life and I was like, you know what? Kind of like the wheel of life. So if you can go back to um, one of the earlier, earliest episodes of this podcast, it would be the wheel of life where we look at the different areas of our life and we assess everything. I did that at one point in 2011 and I was like, everything's good. Everything's like a six or seven, like no real complaints, no fires to put out. Like life's feeling pretty good. I was in a relationship that was really nice, um, nice supportive relationship with a lovely human. I was singing in an acapella group. That was lovely. I was honoring my desire to sing my passion there. I had a job that I loved. I was teaching fitness. Um, I liked my little apartment and I was just like, sevens are great. And I'm not willing to just settle for sevens because they're fine. Like I know I'm capable of so much more and there's so much aliveness that I haven't tapped into. And there's so much more potential I haven't tapped into. And I want more. I want more. I need more than this. I can't be someone who settles. And I decluttered my closet. (laughs) I let go of that relationship, caused a little drama in the process, um, which I learned from. And the main thing there was I was like, I'm not willing to settle for a relationship. That's, that's fine. That's okay. That's nice. You know, I was like, there's so much more I want in a relationship with a life partner. And I was okay with my apartment, but I decided to let it go. And I even decided to let go of my role in the acapella group, which I really enjoyed. But I was like, I'm just ready for the next level. I don't even know what it is yet. And I ended up signing up for this leadership program, which completely blew my mind. And I moved to a different apartment in order to save money that ended up being way more amazing than my tiny studio. So many things leveled up just organically starting at that point because I was willing to let go of the things that were like, like, fine, good, maybe even great. But I was like, I'm not interested in settling for great. I'm interested in extraordinary. I'm interested in aliveness. I'm interested in pushing my edges. I want to lean in. I want to do more. I want to see what I'm capable of. And I'm so, so, so grateful that I did. So next category could be things like body and health and wellness. This could be something like, um, maybe let's say you you really want to focus on health goals and you want to eat more real food and, and eat more like produce. and um, But your house is full of, sugary processed snacks because that's what everybody else in your household likes and that's what they eat. And so it's just what you default to. But again, here, you don't have to default to the default. You get to choose. And so then you could be looking for, okay, how do I declutter some of what's just around and how can I choose more intentionally? How do I clear out what's no longer aligned with my current goals and who I want to be to create space for who I want to step into? If I want to be operating at my higher level, maybe I want to be eating more nutrient-dense real foods. So can I, you know, depending on who you live with and what your agreements are with them, like, can you declutter or let go of some of the stuff that's not supporting those goals and bring in some more things that are, and then who knows who you might inspire and bring along with you. Jumping to the next category, just because I think it's a really important one is the digital world. Since most of us live in a very digital world, a lot of the time, we spend a lot of time consuming. We spend a lot of time like dedicated to OPP, 
other people's priorities. Whether you're a content creator or not, like I think for a lot of us, it can be much more fulfilling to create than to consume. You don't have to be like a YouTube star, but but creating things, whether you're building a business or you're working on your career or you're, you know, or doing things offline, instead of just defaulting to consumption, we live in such a consumer culture and there is limitless stuff to consume. You know, as soon as you get off your computer and you're done with your workday, you can go to Netflix and then there's a million hours of TV you could watch. And then you can go to YouTube and there's a million hours of YouTube you could watch. There's and Instagram, everything. So it's like, how do you actually want to be in relationship with your digital world instead of just by default? Because the algorithms are built to keep your attention. And so all of us will default to that unless we choose to opt out of the default. So for my version of that, for example, is I'm an inbox zero, like fiend. I have to, mostly I choose to get to inbox zero most days. What that means is unless I'm going to spend all day answering emails, I have to ruthlessly unsubscribe from most things that come into my inbox because if it comes into my inbox, it's a to-do item. The other ways that I organize that and I simplify that and I streamline it is I automate as much as I can. So I set up filters in Gmail so that anything that comes in that's, let's say, travel related that I actually want to see, I don't want it in my inbox because if it's in my inbox, it's a to-do item for today. So instead it gets auto-filtered into the travel folder and marked as red. So it doesn't catch my attention. It's not an emergency. I'm like, in my free time, I might go read that travel newsletter because I'm like a travel hacker, credit card hacker person. So there's so many ways. Unsubscribe. Um, When I look at people's computer desktops and there's folders and files everywhere, like my brain almost has a meltdown. I need a completely clean desktop. Maybe that's not you, but if it is, and you like that feeling, we can organize files and folders and everything. Um, Another great one is just the simple act of turning off notifications. I see people who their phone is digging, dinging every five seconds because they get a notification that pops up on their iPhone every time there's a new news story from Apple News, which is literally all day. And the studies around like, let's say you're focusing on a work project and then you get distracted. I forget the stats, but it's like, it takes you X number of many minutes to then turn your brain back to the, the task at hand. Notifications are just such a way to distract and clutter up our minds. And if we can turn off everything other than the most important things, like you know, you are at work and you have a nanny for your kids and maybe you want to get all text messages from your nanny because it's your kids. But it's like everything else. What if we turn it off? Things like leaving Facebook groups that you're not even wanting to be in anymore or using uh, apps like what's that one called Freedom that like locks you out of certain websites for a certain amount of time each day. So just being, again, ruthlessly honest about your digital world, how much are you consuming? How much do you actually want to be consuming? And or what would you rather be doing with your time and energy if not consuming all the time? And how can you declutter that? If you ever want tips on anything related to digital decluttering, hit me up because it's one of my favorite topics I get into it. And then the last topic is, or the last area category is financial. So I think financial clutter is a big one. I've worked with people, clients in pretty much all socioeconomic levels. And it's amazing how disorganized and stressed and anxious people are regardless of their resources, regardless of how much they make or save or spend or any of that. I'm such a huge proponent of doing money mindset work and and really up-leveling our relationships with money so that we have a healthy relationship to money and we have a healthy way of thinking about it. And we're working on having an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset and all those things. And a big part of that, I believe for many of us is just being more organized. It's, it's, 
having systems and processes that we trust. And instead of like, oh my God, I don't know what's coming in, what's going out. I'm so stressed. I'm just going to not look at it. Instead of that, instead of going into avoidance or resistance, daring to look at it and then coming up with really simple systems. And if you don't know how to do with that, how to do that, just ask for help. There are people who nerd out so hard on this stuff. Find them, ask them, learn from them. I'm one of the, I'm definitely not a financial expert, but I'm like a personal finance nerd and I love systems and I love just the empowerment and the feeling of like, yeah, peace and empowerment that comes from being completely on top of what's coming in, what's going out, what's going where, decluttering anything that's unnecessary. For example, going through your monthly bank statements or credit card statements and looking at every expense and asking yourself, is this something that I actually want to be spending money on? If it's an automated monthly subscription to something that you don't use, maybe consider getting rid of it. Or if you're like, holy shit, I'm spending 10 times more per month than I realized on clothes shopping, then maybe being honest with yourself about, is that actually where I want to be spending my money? If so, great. I'm a fan of Ramit Sethi. If you don't know him, he wrote the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He also has a new Netflix special called How To Be Rich. And he has a podcast called I Will Teach You To Be Rich or one of those. Um, He works with people, especially couples around their spending and their how to live a rich life. And it's a whole thing. I'm such a fan. But part of his thing is conscious spending, like spend money intentionally and consciously on the things that you actually value, which by the way, means you have to know what you value. And then spend less on the things that you don't give a shit about. You know, don't buy fancy designer bags because your friends are buying them, even if you don't care. If that's what you care about, great. And then do what you need to do to be able to afford that. But just like the more that we can just be super honest, declutter whatever's in the way, whatever's distracting us, be really intentional about the things that actually matter. Like the whole point of decluttering to me is getting out of your way what's not important to you so you can focus on what is important to you. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that was inspiring. Your homework, if you want to take some action, is to go through these categories and ask yourself, where can you do a little decluttering? Or where are you inspired or drawn to simplify and declutter so that, especially so that you can create more space for more of what you do want instead of being distracted I random shit that you don't care about and don't want. If you do that, I would love to hear how it goes. Feel free to reach out anytime. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank you so much for your special notes that you send me on Instagram and Facebook of like, I'm listening to this. Like somebody recently was like listening to your podcast has helped me through a recent breakup. That was so meaningful to hear. Really, really appreciate it. Um, if you have a second, it literally takes like two seconds. Do a little rating. You can do that in Apple Podcasts really easily, um, or you can even write a quick review. Even like a sentence is super helpful. It makes a huge difference. It gets us out in front of more people. And then last announcement before I go is that I will be opening the waitlist soon for a new offering. I think by the time this goes live, it'll probably, the waitlist will be open. Um, I'll just say really quickly, I'll say more about it soon, but I'll say really quickly that I'm launching a membership, a monthly membership that's going to have some digital components, like an online course, but the main focus is it's going to be a community. And if you know me, if you've known me for a while, you know that I love, 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 love bringing people together. One of my superpowers is matchmaking. I love bringing people together and creating a supportive community or that supportive community vibe. So if you are craving being around other growth oriented people who are 
working on their goals, working on their great dreams, and you want to support them and you want to be supported by them, then I hope that you'll join us. So more details on that soon, but we're opening the wait list any day now for the new membership. Thanks again. And I will see you in the next episode.